Welcome to You Say Tomato, a podcast hosted by Potatoes. Each week, maybe, we sing the praises of a different movie that was given an unjust score on Rotten Tomatoes. For those unfamiliar with Rotten Tomatoes, it is a film review forum that assigns percentages based on critic reviews. A film can be either fresh or rotten based on its score, and it must receive a 60% or higher to be fresh. Otherwise, it is considered rotten. I'm your host, Grace. I'm Susan. And I'm Julio, and this week we will be taking a look at the cinematic masterpiece, Spy Kids 3D, Game Over. Ooh. (laughs) Spy Kids 3D has a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I guess it's Spy Kids 3, not Spy Kids 3D. Well, it's 3D if you're watching the 3D version, but if it's not, then it's just 3. True. Spy Kids 3 Game Over has a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. Out of 140 critic reviews, 63 were fresh and 77 were rotten. The critic consensus is the movie will be found wanting... What? The movie will be found wanting if one is not taken in by the 3D visuals. It's a weird sentence. It is, but... That's a weird way to put it. Yeah, it's basically like if you don't want, I don't, I just don't, still like my brain's processing the sentence. It's funny because the audience scores 24%. Oh, I can't That's believe very, that. <laughs> very controversial. So, this is a film by Robert Rodriguez. It was written by him, directed by him. Robert Rodriguez of El Mariachi, Spy Kids, all the Spy Kids movies. Sin City. Sin City. Dust Till Dawn. Dawn. Machete. Like, all the good movies that yeah. that don't get really that high of scores, but they're <laughs> always fun to watch. I feel like that's a thing for Robert Rodriguez movies, is they're just known for being fun. So, the movie info for this episode is that... Or this episode... <laughs> this movie is that Carmen's caught in a virtual reality game designed by the kid's new nemesis, the toy maker. It's up to Junie to save his sister and ultimately, the world. Ooh, wow. Susan and Julio. Mm-hmm. Didn't we watch this movie when we were little at the same time? I think yeah, so. Yeah, probably. We went to the movie theater and watched it in 3D and everything, probably, mm-hmm. right? We definitely watched it in the theaters in 3D. Um, I don't this, know if we watched it all together, though, did we? I, I feel like we did. I know we, like me and Julio for sure watched it. Mm. Don't recall you being Might not there. have been invited. <laughs> probably I was not interested in going to see it, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. It did come out in the summer of 2013, so Hulu, you were 2000, eight. 2003, Wait, 2003. <laughs> it came out in the summer of 2003. Hulu, you said you were eight. Susan, were you seven? Probably, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And I was 11. Mm-hmm. I don't remember being a fan of this movie, to be honest. Oh. When I was little, I just don't think I was that interested in it for some reason. I remember being very interested in it um and being in love with it and i think the only reason i think the main reason that i really wanted to rewatch it was because of how much i liked it as a kid yeah yeah i thought it was amazing i have the movie i own it so i obviously really liked it and yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i first i just know in my heart that i probably wasn't that big of a fan of this movie mm-hmm. i'm just not a fan of 3d too though so i think that might have been it that's fair yeah I'm really interested to find out um, 
what role this movie played in like the rise of 3D because I do think that this this movie was made to be in 3D Mm -hmm. like it wasn't just like a movie that came out they were like oh let's just make it 3D now to make money yeah like it was definitely like that was the idea behind it yeah Yeah. I do feel like this kind of like stands out in that like this 3D children's movie came out and then a bunch of 3D children's movies came out and then like Avatar came out and all this weird 3D stuff happened and I just I think that's so weird. So you think Robert Rodriguez paved the way for 3D? I think not, he contributed to it. Not necessarily yeah. like paved the way for it entirely, but I think in modern times, yes. I agree. Because I don't recall seeing very many 3D movies before this. Mm-mm. All right. Well, how do you guys feel about this movie re-watching it now as 21-year-olds? 22? S- you still love it? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think? I... Rewatching it after having loved it so much as a child. I think this is the greatest movie of all time. This movie Legit? is better uh, than Avatar. This movie is better than Avatar for sure, but Susan's that's a very never low seen... bar. Susan's never seen Avatar. <laughs> it's not worth rewatching, but this was worth uh this was worth rewatching. No, I had very low expectations for this and it exceeded those. So I'd say that was good. Yeah, I was actually really <laughs> pleasantly surprised by how much I liked it. I thought it was hilarious. But that's usually how I feel like how it goes with Robert Rodriguez mm-hmm. movies. They're just yeah. so funny that you, like, have a good time. Yeah. And that's the whole point of going to the movies is to have a good time. All right, well, let's talk about some plot. Mm-hmm. What is this movie about, Susan, since you've watched it six times in one <laughs> week? <laughs> um. So basically, it's uh, not a sequel. What's like the it's third? part of the series. Okay, yeah, it's part of, yeah, it's part of the series, the Spy Kids series, and it continues the story of Junie basically in the OSS, which stands for Organization of Super Spies. Secret Spies? Super Spies. <laughs> it was one, I just it's looked one, it up. It's one of those. Um, and in the second movie, he was fired, but then he was reinstated to the OSS, but he decided to leave. And this basically goes more into that and then he has to he gets called back to save his sister and the world yeah yeah so uh i don't have very vivid memories of the first two movies in this but i don't think it really mattered too much i think like the antagonist that they introduced in the toy maker was specific to this movie i think all the oss stuff was like loose so you didn't really need to know too much about that and they kind of lay it out all in the beginning the entire like premise of the like video game world where it's uh, like it's this tool to take over the minds of young children. I think that's all specific to this, and Carmen being trapped. It's all specific. So so yeah, it could just be a standalone film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really liked that because I wasn't confused by anything at all either, and I barely remembered the Spy Kids mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, second ones on Netflix in case you wanna. I really do want to watch the second one because... The second one's actually... I think the second one's the best. I think the second one is the best. And this one is, like, fun because it's so silly, but I'm pretty sure the second one is, like, just, like, a genuinely great movie. Yeah. And I really want to rewatch it. The first movie has, like, a 90-something percent score, <laughs> and the second one has, like, a 74%. Does it? Yeah. That's crazy because the, I it have... It should be... I think it should be, like... Flipped, Yeah. yeah. Because we, we watched a little bit of the first Spy Kids movie a while back, and I wasn't really that impressed. It was really cheesy. It was cheesy, and like, it was cheesy and fun like this one was, but I expected it. Like, with a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes and, like, kicking off this big series, I expected it to be really cool, and I, I 
just thought it was cheesy and dorky. Yeah. To be fair, we didn't finish it, so no. maybe that's why. Yeah. Mm, I don't really remember <laughs> the first one. I do remember. I saw it like a year ago. Yeah. yeah. But the second one is very... I really want to check that one out. Yeah. It's great for the audio. <laughs> um, I, my favorite part of the first one is when he puts the thing in the microwave and pushes the button and McDonald's comes out. Because I was always like, damn, I want that. That's, that's the first the, that one. That was the first one. Girl, yeah. you want to fight? You no, it was fight? the second one. That is the first one. Oh, I will fight you. Let's watch the first two right now. Okay, wait. Our um, producer back there, yeah, our producer in the background, Jessica. Our intern. Gonna, yep. She's fact-checking. Anyway, so plot. What do you guys think about the plot? I think it's kind of flimsy by design. Like, How? It feels like, especially in the beginning, that it's just going from point to point to point to show off all these 3D uh, mm-hmm. shots, basically. Like the little obstacle courses thing? Like, yeah, like the race. Like the, I didn't really the race see. just comes out of nowhere, yeah. and it's just kind of to show off the 3D technology. The robot fight was... I think that that felt a little more purposeful but it still kind of felt like they were just focusing on it for so long to show off all these cool 3d shots yeah i Uh, mean honestly when they did those things i kind of lost me yeah yeah i kind of started checking out there too and i was like "Uh, i don't really get why this has to be going on but like after that i thought it kind of picked up a little better yeah our fact checker found out for us oh it's in spike it's one susan i'm looking at the scene it's about to pop up right now so yeah. In the first one? This is the second one, because it's on Netflix. Maybe it happens twice? Yeah, okay. they might have redone the, the bit. Maybe. I don't believe you. Well, it's about to happen, so... <laughs> this is important work. I'll even turn up the... The microphone's recording before. I don't know how this is. Little brothers. This is the second one? Yeah. Wow, I remember that being good. This doesn't count because this is their lunchbox. See, son? Yeah, this is a lunchbox. This is not a microwave, it's a lunchbox. Microwave? <laughs> Wait, did she it show up though? Huh? Is it microwave? <laughs> Same thing. It's not the same thing. The point is, McDonald's shows up in both of these movies. (laughs) McDonald's is a sponsor of these films. They dropped out for the third one, though. (laughs) They were like 3D. They they didn't want their name attached to that one. (laughs) Yeah. Plot. Kind of lost me at some point, but I also think, like, God, it's like I knew what the plot was watching it. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like, this is a children's movie, and I don't think it's trying to be a really sophisticated one, so I don't think, I don't think they tried to be anything more than what it is, you know? Like, it's yeah. just like a, a fun 3D children's movie. Yeah. I don't want to be... Not going for, like, subtlety <laughs> or complexity there. Which is weird, though, because the first two are so solid. Yeah. I think this one was more based on, like, visuals than mm-hmm. story. Yeah. All right. Want to talk about some characters? Yes. Sure. Let's talk about Junie B. Jones over here. Oh, God. What did you guys think about Junie's role? Well, he, like, carries the movie, basically. The story revolves around him. Yeah. I think he did pretty well. Who's Daryl Sabaro dating? Megan Trainer. That's so crazy. <laughs> That's so weird. How did they even meet? have been dating for, like, a while now. 
How did they meet? He was in Wizards of Waverly Place. That's not how they met. But like, what effects? He was, yeah. And it's weird because Selena Gomez was in Spy Kids. Yeah, this yeah. movie. Or this one. Making connections, young. I thought that he, I thought he was really underwhelming. Like his facial expressions were so goofy and over the top that they weren't believable at all. Um, I think that like a lot of the charm he has, a, a, he had as a kid, is kind of lost here because he's mm-hmm. older, and so I think he's just not as cute anymore. Yeah, it is weird. I'm yeah. like, I keep yeah. kept watching him, being like, what a weirdo. Yeah, and I also think him and Carmen have really good chemistry, and that doesn't really get to play here because she's not in the first hour. This movie's only an hour and twenty minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about his performance, Susan? I liked it given who he was like in the first two movies i think it still pretty much follows through yeah because he is supposed to be like the dorky yeah loser right the underdog yeah which he still was what are some other big characters that were in this grandpa let's talk about grandpa (laughs) i think we have to talk about grandpa i don't know his name though cheech was in this yeah he was uh their uncle oh yeah i didn't even recognize him uh ricardo mont Montalban? Montalban? What do you think about Grandfather? I... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I thought he was really impressive. Yeah, he's an amazing actor. <laughs> In such a silly, dorky little movie, he just, like, he feels so believable. And I think he's a really, like, charming grandpa. It's cool, too, because, like, Junie really looks up to him. But, like, as an audience member, I think you also look up to him because the actor is so good. And you're like, wow. Yeah, yeah. I wrote down... He feels like he could be anyone's grandpa. Definitely, yeah. yeah. He gave off that vibe. Yeah. That grandpa vibe. Performance-wise, I also think he was really, really, really good. He, from what I remember, like, watching behind the scenes, like, years ago, I think he did most of it, like, sitting down. Wow. But, like, so it's basically his face Mm -hmm. that's doing all the acting, and he did really well. That makes sense, because, like, why would he be, like... Right. Doing action. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Until he has, like, the green, like, green screen, I guess. Like, <laughs> draped all over his body while yeah. he's just sitting and then the lights on his face. Yeah. It's crazy. And he did really good. Like, he acted really well through all of that. Um, it is... Well, didn't you say most of this, like, 90% of this movie was filmed? Green screen. With green screen, yeah. Because yeah, it's a 3D film. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So... With that in mind, do you think that all the actors did pretty well for that? Because I thought yeah. they did. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. That's that's something that's like famously difficult for actors to handle is having to do all green screen because it's hard to get into character and feel like you're a part of this world when you're just looking at bright green behind you, you know? Yeah, that was a thing with Space Jam. I was like, was wow, um, every time Michael Jordan is like in the cartoon world, like he acted better in that world. And he did, like, <laughs> acting regularly, yeah. like, without that. So, like... That's so weird. Shout out to episode two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go listen to it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I know that uh, Liam Neeson specifically uh, has talked about how he hated doing Star Wars because of all the green screen, and he just felt like he couldn't really get into it at yeah. all. So, I mean, I think these characters, these, these actors had to deal with so much of that, and I think they did a good job. Yeah, it was funny, too, because at the end, they have, like, the little, like, not bloopers, but, like, they just show you oh, yeah. scenes yeah, yeah. from, uh, like, 
extra scenes, I guess. But it's like they'll show you behind the scenes, and there's like the little kids that are flying, and oh. they were so cute because the actor or the director's probably just like, all right, stick your arms up, so they just all stick their arms up, and it's so cute. But yeah, I think all the actors did really great. What do you guys think of uh, Salma Hayek's character, Sessa um, Giggles? I I liked her, but. In the second movie, she's not in it as the mom, and so I feel like she's kind of out of place as the mom hmm. to, like, two white kids. Wait, Sama Hayek? To, yeah. Or the other oh. She's Mrs. Giggles. So she's uh, Emily Gary, Osment's yeah. mom. Gary she's Dirty whose Giggles. mom? Emily Osment? Oh, I don't Gary remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they call her Mrs. Giggles. That's who yeah, she is, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. And so the Gary and Gertie giggles are the little blonde kids i didn't even think about that yeah i didn't either i I didn't either i guess uh that's something where like content not having the context of the second movie kind of it was easier for us to brush over it but if you are following along with the series it's hard to really ignore that yeah like the mom's not the mom is mentioned in the second movie but just mentioned so they don't show her at all is the dad like it was toward the end is the dad the villain yeah in the second one okay (laughs) that's crazy uh, we also had performances from Antonio Banderas, obviously, and the mom, Ingrid Cortez, Carla. <laughs> I was like, that's her I name. Meant, yeah, <laughs> Carla Cugino. Oh, I'm forgetting how to say that. Cugino? Is that even... I don't even know. Nah. I don't know. Anyway, Ingrid really and Gregorio. <laughs> um, they were barely in the movie. Yeah, they were more like cameo appearances. Yeah, but it made me laugh because every time Antonio Banderas is in a freaking Robert Rodriguez film, he does the silliest things, and I'm just like acting friendship there's a reason why they were barely there why were they barely there producer (laughs) because they were filming also um once upon a time i didn't even think about that yeah he was also writing it the the spy kids 3d while he was doing that so maybe that had to do with why it's so crappy Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) these projects were happening simultaneously yeah and that probably has to like do with why spy kids 3d wasn't as highly regarded, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, the compared plot wasn't the, as tight or compared something. Compared to the first two, yeah. Yeah. So that's not his fault. <laughs> A busy man. I mean, in... in... <laughs> Splitting his time. <laughs> it's, not, it's not his fault. He has lots of children to feed. That's true. Yeah. All right. Some last character or some other quick characters you guys want to talk about? Oh, well, yeah, we still have testers? we still have a couple of uh, characters to talk about. We have uh, Arnold, Francis, and uh, Cool Guy. What yes. do you guys? I'll yes. let you guys take the reins on that one because <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. kind of like, who are these little kids? Yeah. They are the beta testers, mm-hmm. so they got like a first, like a preview basically to the game. That reminds me of like a plot hole kind of. What? That's not. we can get we yeah, can get the flaws. Yeah, we can yeah, get the yeah. flaws. But, but basically, they're they're like these characters that are. Uh, in the movie that are helping uh, Juni get to his goal because they think he's some weird messiah figure in the video game <laughs> called the guy. So they follow, or yeah, they follow him and help him get to the fifth level or whatever. Um, and they all have pretty distinct personalities that remind me of the Ninja Turtles, especially uh, since they're all color coded as well. That's true. So the, so who would they all be assigned them? Okay. <laughs> Ar- my voice. Yeah. Arnold is this uh, short little kid wearing red who's really angry. So that's Raphael. Um, blue kid is named Francis and he's like a smart nerdy kid. So that's uh, Donatello, which is the purple Ninja Turtle. Um, the cool guy, I already forgot his name again. Rez. 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 He's um, boring and the leader-ish kind of guy. So that's that's Leonardo. And I think I'm out of 
people, right? I guess There's I guess four. by I guess by default, oh, yeah. Junie has to be um, Michelangelo because he's wearing orangish yellow, mm-hmm. and he's the funniest of the four. <laughs> Do you think that was on purpose? I mean, I think it's just like okay. character archetypes. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't think it really had to do with the Ninja Turtles. I just noticed that. Yeah, what do you guys think of their characters? I really liked Arnold. I thought he was really um, fun. Which one was that? That was the little short red one that oh, was yeah. angry. Oh, that was in Hannah Montana. <laughs> that was in Hannah Montana, who uh, randomly gets like a lot of backstory compared to the other ones. Yeah, that, that was weird. Um, I liked Rez just because they had like a little pun in there, where he was like, "I'm Rez," and then Junie's like, "Hi, Rez," like high that, resolution. That was really funny. <laughs> that was really funny. Like very like. That's not very subtle at yeah. all, but I completely missed it until you pointed it out. <laughs> to be fair, Susan's watched this movie six times in a week. Yeah. 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 So I prepared. Yeah. And then we have uh, another uh, weird follower of Junie. That's the the little girl in purple. I forgot her name Demetria. too. Demetria. 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 She um, doesn't get a lot to say at the very first, uh, very, I don't know, it was just weird. Like, they like, introduce her character, yeah. and her robot person is, like, very, like, feminine looking. Oh, yeah, the robot bothered And me. then Junie's is just, like, regular looking, and I was like, why did they have to make her robot look so, feminine? Especially it's really when she's weird. young. Yeah, ex- it, right? Yeah. They're, like, 11-year-old kids. Why are they, like, sexualizing this child? Yeah, I feel like weird. her character wasn't given enough i don't know like justice for this movie because i feel like she was just kind of thrown in there like oh junie needs like a love interest (laughs) yeah when she could have like served a better purpose just like a really weird subplot for this 3d video game movie i mean there's like a twist with her at the end i guess but still Hmm. what if they hadn't made it like romantic and it had just been like a friend i think i still think it's kind of weird though because she's like um, manipulating Junie and lying to him. So the only female characters we have in this movie that are like a focus are Carmen, who's completely powerless and needs to be saved. Yeah. And Demetra, who is manipulating Junie. And mm-hmm. so like the only women we have are a manipulative woman and a woman who can't do anything for herself. Her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they call her. So I think that's not great representation yeah. of women in this yeah, movie. Definitely. Go somewhere else if you want good female characters. I remember noticing that when... Like, this movie came out, I was like, there's not a lot of girls in this. I mean, there yeah. are, like, two, but that's it, compared to the five? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have, we have uh, four boys and grandpa, yeah. right? Plus um, Elijah Wood. Oh, yeah. Plus Elijah Wood. And, and that one kid. And the villain is Sylvester Stallone, yeah. who's a man, so. We haven't talked about him no. either, Sylvester yeah. Stallone. What do you guys think of Sylvester Stallone's performance as... Five, four different characters? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I Well, obviously he's like a super well-known, famous actor. So half the time I was just thinking, why is he doing this? Yeah, why did he do this movie? Why did he invest so much time into this children's movie? Because he had a lot of lines. Cause he had, had a, a lot of characters. He had a lot of lines and a lot of characters. So. Yeah. It was weird and like he didn't under deliver or anything he did a good job it's just it was so distracting random i didn't realize that was him when i was younger oh me neither oh so when i started like rewatching this i was like oh that was super weird he did really great though like he was a really good villain he's like a super like high quality actor it's just weird having him there you have so much like 
You have a lot of like legit actors in this, and it's like, why? Yeah. George if- Clooney. Yes, George Clooney was in this. He was the president of the, what was it called? I think the United States. Yeah, oh. he was the president of the United States. I don't who, know. He was the, he was like the, the head guy of the spy organization yeah. who then became the president of the United States because he didn't want to be like this higher up person that in the would, underground that yeah. nobody knew about. Like he yeah. wanted recognition, so oh, he became okay. the president, Ooh. which I thought was funny. <laughs> it's a lot for the well, character that's barely in it. In the second movie, they have the president who's played by someone else, mm-hmm. whose daughter is played by Taylor Momsen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. And so then in this movie, it's like a completely different person being president. So I thought that was weird. But it's, I it's guess... how it works. <laughs> Elections yeah. Yeah. happen Time passes four years. and you get a new president. True. I wonder what he ran as, huh? You think George Clooney was like a Democrat or... <laughs> Libertarian. Libertarian, okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, any other characters? I kind of closed out of it. Anything? Anybody yeah. that stood out to you guys? Um, what do you guys think about Carmen? Oh, Carmen. Well, cause she's not really in the movie. Carmen doesn't do anything for the first hour, so it's easy to forget. But I think she's really good, and yeah. it sucks that we had to focus on Junie because yeah. I don't think he's near. I don't think he's nearly as good as she is. Like Carmen is such like a confident character who's mm-hmm. always like she doesn't usually need the saving she's the one doing the saving so yeah very disappointing that she wasn't more in it what if they had flipped it and it had been carmen saving junie i mean i was gonna say that i also think yeah that could have been really predictable though like oh of course junie needs to be saved yeah Mm -hmm. but I, i was also just gonna say that i i think that like the actress is just like miles better than junie though because yeah i think she could do like a lot like I think she can be like that confident character, but I also think that she can be really good at being vulnerable and, you know, under distress and be the underdog and be yeah. the the person who's facing all these challenges. Where I just I don't think he's really like cut out to be a protagonist that's on his own. You know? Yeah. The like, actor. Yeah, yeah. The actor who plays Junie. Like I think he, him, and Carmen could have like like clearly from as we have evidence from the other two they can be like leads together mm-hmm. i think carmen can be a lead by herself but i don't really think the actor who plays junie can be an act like a protagonist on his own yeah no offense dylan yeah sorry <laughs> megan trainer if he listens to this <laughs> yeah i'm sure he's devastated by this i mean what if he like goes online and I'm research it because I, I feel like if i were an actor i would look up what people said about me yeah. i'd be so sad he finds this finds this podcast it's okay i mean i'm sure this was his favorite one learn from experience. <laughs> you've gotten better i think has right. he been in anything else no <laughs> that's why i said it. wizards of waverly place <laughs> all right i think that's pretty good for characters yeah yeah i think we had everyone yeah at least everyone of like main importance other than oh. we didn't talk about emily osmond that was another cameo too i mean she delivered a very important message that came to Junie later on in the movie. I do remember being really jealous of her pigtails. <laughs> being like, look at those long, luscious blonde locks. I still, I just, I still thought that was cool now. I was yeah. like, that's yeah. a cool character design. <laughs> just you can fly with your hair. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Also, shout out to Selena Gomez for being in this for five seconds. <laughs> I almost didn't recognize her. Also, she looks like a she looked like a doll. I thought she, she was supposed to be like a Russian kid or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then you guys are like, that's Selena Gomez. Yeah. 
she seriously looked like a, she looks different she looks not real i was like this is a doll this is not a human that's enough about selena gomez <laughs> <laughs> i was only in this for five seconds yes let's talk about some themes in this film I wrote down a lot. Yeah, I wrote one down. <laughs> and every single one was just a line from the movie. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's your family. Yeah, I think that was one of the big ones. That is a theme. It, it, you didn't watch this movie, so how would you know? <laughs> Producer said that's not a theme. But really, I it, I think that's the main theme in the whole thing. Like that's what the whole movie was even about. Um, I have a good one. Times flat or times. Times. <laughs> Time flies when you're playing games, which made me think of Stranger Things. Oh, why? Because <laughs> they're like, we've been playing for eight hours. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, okay. That's fair. Um, I have one as well. Uh, don't fall in love with the game, Junie. <laughs> I have that written down. <laughs> don't fall in love with the game? Yeah. Junie. Oh. Uh, Junior. <laughs> and then... um. At the end, too, they're like, uh, what do they say? It's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. Yeah, that, that could be good. another one. I have nothing is unwinnable. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down, play the game by the rules or not at all. Oh, that's a good one. That's some pretty good ones there. Yeah, I have another one. This isn't a game, it's life. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that's a good one, too. You know, I just realized we what? haven't talked about Elijah Wood. Oh, really? yeah. We skipped him a little bit. Elijah I mean, Wood was in the movie for like he was five seconds. The guy. Yeah, he was the guy. I thought that was such a funny cameo. I thought the whole thing was hilarious. <laughs> Why was that even necessary? He, he was on screen for like 60 seconds and the whole time I couldn't stop laughing. I, like I look over at you guys and both of you guys are grinning. And you're like, yes. It's amazing. <laughs> That was just so funny because Susan was like, wait, I forgot about this part. Look. And then we're like, what? This is the last person I expected to pop up in this film. Especially because I think Robert Rodriguez is known for having so many, like, um, Latino characters, like, or Latino actors have cameos and stuff in his films. Like, always the same people. So for you to get randomly, like, Frodo thrown in there, you're like, what? But he was in Sin City, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. That might have been after, though. That might have been, like, 2006 or something crazy i loved it though (laughs) (laughs) producer (laughs) but it was really cool though seeing him that was so funny i snapchatted it and everything (laughs) so i was like what are you doing um oh yeah i think i have one more theme it's gonna blow your mind just kidding it's not oh wait yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah. okay so Spike Kids 3D came out, and then Elijah Wood was in Sin City. He was really inspired by yeah. that director. He was like, this is such a pro director. I'm going to have to work with him again. And it's funny, because in Sin City, he plays such a silly person, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, my last theme was Everyone's Your Family. <laughs> Come which, on. Which Susan already The first said. one we said. Elijah Wood was in his previous film, The Faculty. Oh, okay, oh. I haven't seen that one. Is that one rotten? Probably. Probably. I have to add that one to the list. Yeah. We'll have to add the faculty, which Elijah Wood was in. <laughs> Just for him. <laughs> Just for that. Any other themes, guys? No, I don't think so. There has to be, like, some theme about, like, Junie learning to trust. Or learning to trust again. Or learning, says, learning to love again. Not a lot of realism in these <laughs> games, is there? <laughs> which should be, like, foreshadowing for Demetra. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah. she's not real, you know? Nice. 
That's good. This isn't the foreshadowing segment. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a theme. Don't trust the game. Play the... Oh, wait. Don't hate the game. <laughs> hate the player. I Sure. But you got that backwards. It's okay. Don't it's hate, hate the, the player. player. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not, Julio. <laughs> let's talk about some tropes and cliches, but before we get to those, let's talk about my favorite thing to discuss, the Bechdel test. Mm-hmm. It's a test where you find out if they're... Or will you... It's a checklist where you see if more than two women talk to each other about something other than a man in a film, and specifically this film that we're talking about today. Um, there were not two women on yeah. screen at the same time until the very last 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't really... They barely talked to each other when they did. Did they? And it was they definitely talking, about Junie, right? When they did, they were, they were talking, talking about... Junie, really, yeah. not Yeah, they were other. basically... Yeah, yeah. No women talked to each other. No women were on screen with each other. I did notice there were a lot of like, female or like girl characters. I guess like Emily Osment shows up right away. Yeah. And then you see Salma Hayek's character, and then you see Demetra, and then Carmen's back, and then Mom's back, and then Grandma's back. But they didn't have anything to do other than obviously Demetra. They're all there. And, they're all there to serve Junie and yeah. his plot. Carmen was there, and she spoke. But she mm-hmm. never spoke to Demetra. Nope. Straight. I guess Carmen talks to Mrs. Giggles, but like it's about the toy maker, so Yeah. yeah. And and I think grandma and mom talk to each other, but it's I, about think I think that's about the big robots yeah. and who are being controlled by Sylvester Stallone. So Damn it. Automatically gets twenty points taken off. Yeah. I really think these type of movies, like this movie could have easily had two girl characters talk to each other. No, I'm trying to think that the Guy characters talk to each other about anything other than Junie? No, not really. I think this movie's like really focused on one thing, and that's Junie. That's Junie. <laughs> <laughs> what about some tropes and cliches? Um, the lack of female characters. Yeah. <laughs> the the girl video game player. I think that might be one where like all the all the guys just stop and they're like, "Oh, it's a girl." Oh, I thought oh, that was girl. really bad. Gamer girl. Yeah. No, when Junie gives up the life pack for Demetra. I was just like, why you need that? <laughs> That's just... Demetra's to... not going to save the world. Doesn't yeah. care about his sister anymore. <laughs> That's funny. That is a really good one because it's like them purposely trying to give him like a romantic arc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I don't think I wrote down any tropes or cliches. Uh, there's a lot of 3D effects that serve no purpose to the plot. When Elijah Wood comes in, he's like, I'm the guy. That's not really cliche, but the way he said it. <laughs> but it's not good either. <laughs> well, he says, he's the one who says, um, nothing is unwinnable. <laughs> so there you go. I'm trying to think. I didn't really have that many tropes or cliches that I noticed. Other than like the over gratuitous uh, 3D effects. But the whole movie was supposed to be like, that was yeah. the whole gimmick. So it makes sense. I mean, I don't oh. think this movie. You have a good one, Woman in the what? Fridge. Oh yeah, I mentioned that. La- what what movie was that? That was Batman vs Superman. Yeah, so Woman in the Fridge is uh, when a female character is has her power taken away from her, so that the male character can like use that to gain his own power, basically. And um, two examples of that are in this movie. One is Carmen, who is literally just frozen in the whole movie, just just can't move until like the last twenty minutes. And then uh, Demetra would also be a good example of being 
killed, I guess, which then inspires Junie to continue on his journey. So we, we have like two main female characters here and they're both kind of the woman in the fridge. When you <laughs> first told me about Woman in a Fridge, you like specifically used this movie as an example. Yeah, the very first time I heard of that phrase, I was like, oh, that's Spy Kids. That's Spy Kids 3D. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> what if we had forgotten to bring that up and then the whole time we're like, damn it, we can't go back and just edit it. Right. I guess we could. Any other tropes or cliches, guys? I'm sure there's a bunch, but I didn't really focus on it too much. <laughs> I was too focused on the silliness. The the cliche of Robert Rodriguez humor. I was too busy the having fun. low res. When Junie gets into the video game, he's like, whoa, low res. So maybe that can be like an excuse for it to not being super good technology. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We already talked about performances, so let's talk about production and styling in this. I think... What was the budget, I wonder? Right. Producer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to find that out. I don't know. It was kind of all over the place. Definitely. Like, some things looked really good. Some things did not look good at all. Um, it didn't look as awful as I expected it to. Junie was the only one who, when he went into the video game, didn't have any type of like protection on his suit. Uh, his was just like fabric. I think he had a, I think that was like a function of the game though. Like they had earned that, right? I guess. Because they, they, they've been playing longer than he had. He eventually does get his armor, so. It was, it was awkward. awkward. <laughs> <laughs> was yeah, he did look really bad until he got his armor. Even then. I don't when even remember would, what he, he would like. walk. It was just like a wetsuit, basically. Awkward. I don't know why, because they had a $38 million budget. It's just so crazy. Cause it's a lot of money. Because you, you, you just said that you this didn't look as bad as you thought it would, and I was like, oh, this does not look great. <laughs> I expected it to look worse, to be honest. I was like, 2003, this has to look awful. I remember yeah, watching it in 3D, like with the 3D glasses, and like the 3D part is like really good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, when the first time I saw this movie, I thought it was amazing. It was like the best visual experience of my life. Now that I'm 21 years old, 22 years old, and I've seen lots of good 3D, this doesn't really fall in that category. <laughs> Well, we didn't watch it in 3D, so let's hold off on that. Did we not? Right oh, you mean this time? Yeah. Like Julio. That's fair. That's fair. I did have some. I really liked Haley Joel Osment's sister's <laughs> hair. <laughs> I will. I will forever forget her name. I really liked her hair in this. Mm-hmm. I wonder Very how cool comfy hair. the costumes were. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I wrote I, that down. Yeah. I, go ahead. No, I was just like, because the way Junie was walking really just threw me <laughs> off. I thought that Carmen's character design was really cool in this. Like, I thought yeah. her, her costume looked really cool. I even t- told Susan that she should dress up as Carmen for Halloween. <laughs> she did. I yeah, I, th- I thought, like, as far as costumes went... Um, grandpa's? O- awkward sometimes, but not awful. <laughs> what about what grandpa's? grandpa's? His costume? How was, like, all animated, basically? Oh, like, all CGI? But it was really good. Yeah. I liked yeah. It. And, I mean, I think that was cool and differentiating that that wasn't really like his right. normal body yeah also um i just want to re reinstate my case for earlier that it really bothers me that demetra's yeah. robot suit was so feminine oh yeah definitely that, just, that was my only note under production really. yeah very, very unnecessary very weird and gross um, also, but i thought her regular character design is cool like yeah. just as a yeah. person yeah. i don't like purple her hair. suit look nice it yeah. Greasy. yeah her hair did look bad who, who worked on the hairstyle for this or the like makeup people turn on your location just want to talk 
Um, you had a $38 million um, budget. How could you let this happen to her hair? I feel like with that budget, they could have, they should have included Carmen more. Not that the budget matters really, but like. Yeah. I think there's a lot that they should have done yeah. with $38 million. <laughs> I think this movie, I just think like the backgrounds and everything, the the set, I guess, in quotes, didn't really look that great for $38 million. Like when they first enter the game world, I, I guess they have a little low res joke going on, but how about a high res joke instead to make the movie look good? <laughs> um, also, it bothered me that the grandpa got the mega legs, but it just make, gave him a mega body. Well, I think what happened is because Junie mentions that because his grandpa has been in a wheelchair for so long, that that makes his upper body like significantly oh. stronger already. Mm. And so that could have just like boosted it too. Yeah, that made me think of Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked the, how the characters were someone in the video game, but then in real life they were completely different people. Oh yeah, I forgot to write that down. Yeah. Me too. Even the programmers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The evil programmers, like, they, like, showed their real identity, and they were just, like, your typical nerd, like, yeah. flannel-y, or not flannel, uh, button-up shirt. Like, button-up shirt, but, like, khakis. short sleeves and khakis and glasses. I thought it was really funny that uh, when they got back into the real world, the the nerdy kid, Francis, the only thing that made him cool was that he wasn't wearing glasses and he had a leather jacket. <laughs> the leather jacket. <laughs> that was so funny. I think he raps for the song in the movie. Oh, that's crazy. Really? We're not to soundtrack um, yet, man. I, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> was, that, was that in the movie, though? Or was that like an after credits thing or that's something? That's in the DVD, oh, okay. which I own. <laughs> I like the quality of the video game world. I mean, it could have been better, but I feel like back then especially, yeah. 2003, mm-hmm. I feel like that's what a video game would look oh, like. Oh, wait, also. That's very true. Like, video games look so much better now, but I guess in 2003, they all did look really bad. So, <laughs> I guess, like, if you're trying to represent video games, that's how you represent it. So, for this whole entire movie taking place in a game, like, what was even the game... <laughs> Like, what did they even... Well, what they was... have to get to level five, and if they win the unwinnable level, they get untold riches. Yeah. That's but, why Arnold was in yeah. it. But what but were the levels, and what ve- were the things? Yeah. Well, that's very vague, you know? Like, yeah. if I was if I was going into a store, and somebody was trying to sell this to me, and all they told me was, you have to get to level five. I'm like, okay, well, what are the other levels? <laughs> like, what am I doing? Well, level one was, I don't know, just Junie, I guess, introducing him to the game. Yeah, it was like level two was yeah. the moon. I just want to know why, what level are three, logistically? Like, how does this what? work? Logistically, logically. Robert Rodriguez, where are you? <laughs> Explain this. Explain yourself. Okay, well there you go. Instead of working on three movies, I, at once, I was also thinking about that though. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are the actual levels? Hmm. Maybe that's why this game is unwinnable. Because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because well, there I mean, is no game. The point is that they get trapped into the game. Yeah. And if Junie doesn't shut it off, then, like, they just stay there forever. So maybe there are no levels. And that's how they get trapped. But then how do you buy it? Like, why would you buy it? Okay. Just because there's five levels? (laughs) I'm so... I don't even know what we're talking about. Um, All right. Let's talk about some... Oh, wait. Production. We already talked... Wait, we already Uh, talked about Robert Rodriguez. He does everything with his movies, so we don't have to talk about, like, directors, producers, writers, editors. Like, that's all him. (laughs) You should watch his movie in Mariachi, though. It's really good. It's so good. Yeah. 
Let's talk about the soundtrack, which Ooh. I didn't write any notes about because did the, mm. the music. I, I didn't either, but I thought the soundtrack was really good. Like I thought in comparison to the visuals, which have not aged well, like maybe in 2003, that was pretty cool. And for a kid's movie, it was pretty good. But I thought the soundtrack was really nice. Yeah. Even at one point, we were watching the movie and during the lava scene, yeah. you were like, oh, this music's actually pretty good. <laughs> I thought there was a lot of times where I had that reaction to like just anything. Yeah. I was like, oh, it, this is pretty good. It just said surf. <laughs> and then surf music played. It yeah. was like an eighth note. Yeah. And uh, I was watching the bonus features for, I think it was Once Upon a Time in Mexico. And there was there was some clip where Robert Rodriguez was just talking about how he designs the music for his movies and showing you like the software he uses and his process. So like he does that too. So that goofy surf music, that was Robert Rodriguez. It sounds like it was homemade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I like it though. I really yeah, like I his style. Yeah, I think it really fit the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a kid's action movie. And yeah. I know a lot of the actors in who chose to be in the movie do it so that their kids can watch it and not be like grossed out by anything yeah. action like yeah very true tina fey the muppets movie oh <laughs> just letting you know i mean like spy kids has a very recognizable theme that like i i have barely seen these movies in 10 years but I, like as soon as it plays i'm like oh that's the spy kids music and that kind of runs through the whole movie so yeah i liked it i really like it too I really like it too. <laughs> so it's not me just yawning. Yeah. Um, you said there was a bonus rap track. Do you know? Oh yeah. Do you think I could find it's, it on Spotify? Um, maybe YouTube. Yeah, I know with the DVD they. I guess during the premiere for this movie, they had Alexa Vega and Francis. Francis the uh, well, the nerd. The brains, whatever. The blue one. Um, they both perform. The I guess the main song for this movie, which is Game Over. Oh, I have it. And Ooh, he, he I think raps I remember that. We, I, I think we watched like the bonus scenes during oh, the sleepover once. That's crazy. I remember this song. And she's play like, it for you. Game Over. That's so <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember, also. I remember this, and I, don't, I haven't even seen this in like 12 years. This is crazy to me right now. <laughs> um, I looked up the soundtrack on Spotify, and they do have oh, it. Oh, that's amazing. But it's all Robert Rodriguez, so he really did make all the music. Yeah. Part. I mean, it's good I was, music. I wasn't playing around. <laughs> they had the Lava Monster Rock. <laughs> that sounds like it's straight out of a or freaking Ugh. Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, like that's I feel a, like that's the signature Spy Kids like guitar that, yeah, that's, part. Yeah, that's the Spy Kids jingle right there. <laughs> um, here's the game over. I don't know if it's the right one. Nope. Her name is right there. <laughs> There's another one. There right there. features is like her in concert 
but I wonder if she had a concert. Alexa Vega in concert. That's so weird. That's so weird to think that she used to be like such a famous person. I was actually. There's one called Making Tracks with Alexa Vega, and they spell tracks wrong. With a Z. With a K. T R A K S. T R A K S. I was actually thinking of the Spy Kids 2 song. Uh, Not this one, but the who, because what, when, that's where? the song I was thinking of. <laughs> but just like that hit me like such a wave of nostalgia for like 30 seconds. I was like, oh my god, I remember this. But it was the wrong movie. Wrong movie. <laughs> Soundtrack, you can check it out on Spotify if yeah. you're interested. Yeah. So I'm assuming Robert Rodriguez didn't have a lot to do with the 3D CGI stuff because that's pr- pretty complicated and he's I'm, just one guy. You don't know. Maybe, though. yeah. But like the soundtrack, <laughs> the soundtrack was really good and that was him. So yeah. anything that wasn't good, I'm going to assume it wasn't his fault because he's great. <laughs> he's the best. Love you, Dad. Please adopt me. <laughs> Please. Um, you only have five kids. You can handle a couple more. <laughs> All three of us. We can take care of ourselves. Let's talk about some target audience. Boys, not girls. Yeah, because they don't love girls enough to put us in the movies. We're just women in fridge. Definitely kids, though. Yeah, definitely kids. But I mean, well, I mean, it could be like a family thing. I don't know though. I don't think it did a great job of appealing to families though. Because like, like you can watch Toy Story now, and you're like, man, this is so good. Uh, but like you can watch Spy Kids 3 and you're like this is really fun but like it's not super great yeah well (laughs) I mean when you're younger I guess you don't really notice these things yeah yeah. I feel like any kid would like this movie it's really funny and silly so target audience we nailed it guys (laughs) good job did you yeah do you guys think that the the gender stuff like bothered you too much or do you think it was easily ignorable at the time it didn't super bother me because I still really enjoyed this movie, clearly. <laughs> but looking at it now, I'm just like, it would have been cooler to have more girls in mm-hmm. this movie. I think we've like gotten so accustomed to just being like, I guess that movie's not gonna have girls in it. Like, sure, like just it's accepting actually, it. Yeah. So yeah. I I don't know if the actress who plays Alexa uh, Vega was or, sorry <laughs> the the actress who played Carmen was. Uh, busy or whatever but i don't really understand why it couldn't have been carmen and junie playing the video game together and right. maybe like their parents are yeah because I, mean, I mean she's in the cover of like the dvd but yeah. she wasn't really in like it. they make it look like it's both of them on the cover and it's just junie arnold in the back <laughs> <laughs> like i feel like it, it could have been someone else who's the woman in the fridge it could have been their parents the it, grandpa i mean their parents are spies yeah, too the right? way they describe it is Secret agents Junie and Carmen set out on their most mind-blowing mission yet, a journey inside the virtual reality world of a 3D video game where awe-inspiring graphics <laughs> and creatures come dangerously to life. They're trying to get but my money. But she's not really in it. No, yeah, it that's such a lie. That's such like a deception right there. I'm so mad. Could have been their parents trapped in the thing. It could have been the giggles kids. It could have been like someone else. So that grandpa Carmen... could have been trapped. Yeah. But I, I do like what they use with grandpa though. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that worked out. I just think Carmen could have been in this, and I wonder why she wasn't. Yeah, she was busy filming Sleepover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another great movie. Well, before we talk about flaws, do you guys have any favorite lines from the movie? Because I wrote yeah. down like five. The themes. <laughs> the themes. Um, I wrote down. 
Get off me, you creepo. Oh, that was really good. That was on my list, too. My feet stink. <laughs> I thought that line. It's like a reference to the second movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember I, that vividly. It was, it was fun. Me. I never even got her email address. I think it was really good. Of the time. Even though when I was like 11, I didn't even get people's email addresses. I think it was like a video game thing, though. Like if you're, oh. if you're like playing world of warcraft or something you'd be using your email address wow i wouldn't know <laughs> um junie started the whole i i or what is it i ain't got time for that yeah he was like i don't have time for that oh Anybody my favorite got time for that? my favorite line in the whole movie grandpa oh my god he said grandpa so much he said grandpa so much that we decided to start a game where you just it's just a drinking game. Every time Junie says grandpa, take a shot. But don't actually do yeah. it because you'll die. I have ripped that wave, Junie, which was actually Rip said by grandpa. wave, Junie. <laughs> that was good. Grandpa, is that you? <laughs> Junie, you're supposed to be winning. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, uh, you blew it, Arnold. No untold riches for you. Any last favorite lines before we talk about flaws? Because I got lots. I'm the guy. <laughs> Yeah, anything Elijah Wood said, that was my favorite line. Just that whole... I could just watch a movie of just Elijah Wood popping out of that. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> Short movie, man, but... They should have recast Junie and had it been Elijah Wood instead. This would have been 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Probably, to be <laughs> honest. They kind of look similar. All right, for flaws, I wrote down... Oh. <sighs> I have one. I have two, but one of them really bothered me. So, Junie's fighting... What's his name? Arnold. Arnold. And Arnold keeps, like, hitting him, so he keeps slowly losing lives. So then he's, like, at half a life left, and uh, Demetra tags in to, like, play for him instead. Volunteer as tribute. Yeah, she basically, like, sacrifices herself for him. But she has nine lives at this point. Arnold hits her once, and she dies. Why? He didn't hit her in any special way. I think it's where he hit her. Because I don't think he hit her. He hit the platform she was standing on. Which made it like... Collapse. Not that that makes it any better, but... (laughs) It was was really like anticlimactic. Yeah. It just made me really mad because I was like, why... Junie's not a good fighter either. Yeah. So why does he... Like, this is like that thing where like how Harry has no special to him other than being the boy who lived and it's like the people around him that are like the spectacularly talented people mm-hmm. that was Junie in this movie and it made me so mad basically it really is his grandpa because he his... he barely like gets by in the video game but it's all because of the help he's received through other people mm-hmm. the he's... only time he like actually won on his own I think was when he during the robot fight well you know why that is right it's because everyone's your family no, I meant like the first one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Junie didn't do crap in this movie. He yelled grandpa. <laughs> he was scared so many times and just kept yelling grandpa. Yeah. My my only flaw is basically like along the same lines in that the the life the like nine lives mechanic didn't make sense. Like it it was just it had no it had no set rules to it. Like sometimes somebody would like trip over their shoelace and lose four lives. Yeah. Sometimes Junie would get hit by a car and lose one life. And I was like, what's the point of this nine lives thing if it doesn't matter? Like, there's no consistency to it yeah. at all. Did, 
anybody other than Demetra die because of their lives? Um, during the during the car race, some kid like falls off his car and loses like six lives. Uh, Wait, there was somebody who um the guy. Oh, the guy lost ninety nine uh, no, lives. But there was somewhere else. Someone <laughs> lost a life. Okay. Yeah, it, it happens a couple times. Yeah, I think during the car race is a big one where yeah. just a couple of characters lose lives, like um. Rez loses a couple did lives in there. Did Grandpa that. ever lose lives? No, I they like, I don't even think he, he had like one? a meter on his chest. What? <laughs> a that's I guess that's because Junie called him in. Right? Oh he yeah. He had that one free yeah. like uh, call a call a friend. Yeah. Thing. yeah. <laughs> but basically, it was like Lifeline. save your life. My one last flaw before Susan gets to her important <laughs> ones is Demetra when she like sees Carmen or something, and she's like trying to deceive. Junie. Carmen's like, don't listen to her, Junie. And then she's like, I'm his girlfriend. When was that established? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't established. Last time he saw so, you, he was crying because he didn't have your email. But now you guys are in a relationship. Okay. I'm his girlfriend. <laughs> and you are? I'm his sister. Sometimes these romantic things are unspoken, though, you know? Like, you guys, I think you guys just don't understand romance. I guess, basically, if you sacrifice your life for somebody, that makes them your automatic partner even though they're not there anymore yeah i mean i guess i was just kidding just waiting for somebody to sacrifice their life for me <laughs> bruno mars <laughs> they catch a grenade <laughs> all right what are your flaws susan okay so i have one big flaw for this whole movie that hasn't been covered yet because i've been talking about this for like a week so in the movie when they're calling everyone for help for like the final scene, Romero shows up, who is played by Steve Buscemi. And so they give him what they say are like the last pair of glasses that they have. They literally say they, that. They verbatim. This is our last pair of glasses. Sorry. And it like one of the lenses um one of the lenses is broken. And so he's like, "Oh, they're perfect." But right after they get like captured by these two giant robots and they call for help they call gary and gertie giggles for help and then they somehow have two extra pairs of glasses hashtag justice for romero because that doesn't make any sense to me yeah it's such a weird thing too in that just flip those two scenes like just have the other ones happen first it was totally like an editing problem or like i mean that's what it had to have been it's just editing because it doesn't make sense like, where did these two other glasses come from? How did they not catch that? Maybe they think maybe they thought it didn't matter, but... I mean, I didn't catch that <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I don't know. It's just such but a... But, like, it just happens, like, right after they like, tell him. Yeah. Such a silly little thing that shouldn't think, have happened. Maybe it was, like, meant that the scenes were switched, but then they were like, well, no, we have to end it with, like, Carmen and Junie almost being taken, and then... Yeah. But still. They could have just, like easily like edited the audio out to have Carmen not say that or have Carmen say but something then they would else have, yeah they would have to explain why one of the lens is broken they're just like oops here you go that would have just fixed <laughs> solved the problem or maybe just like slightly tweak the joke and that she's about to hand them to him and he yeah. drops them and then they're broken yeah but that's, it was if it's an editing problem they can't just go back to film that scene yeah, then flip the scene that was so mad <laughs> This is the stupidest thing to be mad about, but it really is. If you notice it, it's like the dumbest mistake they could have made. Yeah. Hashtag justice for Romero. I wrote that down. So you can't tap the microphone. <laughs> She's over here using the like clap emoji. She's like, justice for Romero. 
All right. Now that we're done with flaws, any last notes for this? I really want to watch the second Spy Kids movie. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, my last note before I give my score is, I think this movie's honestly worth a rewatch. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't lose anything out of watching it. I, It was funny. Yeah, I'm glad I rewatched it. And, like, I'm, I'm talking some trash now because there, there is stuff I didn't like. But when I was a little kid, this was genuinely one of my favorite movies. So I, I think, like, if you put this in front of a little kid, probably, like, a little boy instead of a little girl. But if you if you had a little kid watch this, I think they'd fall in love with it. Yeah. Easily. Also, I do want to point out that we've tried to rewatch movies from our childhood before. Mm-hmm. We get, like, 20% in and just stop because we're, like, not yeah. that good. What's the point? Yeah. But with this... If we had just watched it, not for You Say Tomato, but just in general, I think we could have finished it because we would have yeah. been like, this is so good. For sure. So, that's how you know it's a good quality film. Mm-hmm. What'd you think, Susan? I, you can tell this is obviously for kids, but you don't see a lot of action movies where kids are like the main character. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is why they really enjoy it. Yeah. That's why I enjoyed it because I was like, oh my god. I can be a spy too. <laughs> Where do I apply? <laughs> um, scores. Ooh. Wait, what? Before we move on, uh, we're probably we can't really do any of the other Spy Kids movies on this because none of them are rotten. Well, no. Well, Wait, okay, I do have on. one last thing to say. Once what? you're done, I meant the original. The original. Okay, uh, not the fourth trilogy. One? The, the original trilogy. Oh, I forgot yeah. it. there was a fourth one. Yeah, there's more, but I haven't watched it. There's more, but we're not going to defend right, those. Right. So don't worry about those. Those are trash. <laughs> yeah, and the first two we can't talk about here because they're fresh, but. I still think it's so weird that Junie's in this movie uh, as, like, a little red-headed boy. When uh, Carmen's, like, a Hispanic girl and uh, Antonio Banderas is a Hispanic actor. Or, uh, not Hispanic, right? Yeah, he's Hispanic. Hispanic. Not Latino. Not not, not Latino, yeah, yeah. Um, Robert Rodriguez is, like, this famed... uh, latino director who puts latinos in his movies so why why is the focus this little redheaded kid like i I hate that so much could it be because the mom's a redhead yeah but why why can't she be latino too (laughs) like like i she i think she has a spanish last name producer oh does she maybe not well while we wait for our producer i just wish that yeah i just wish that robert rodriguez had cast a kid that looks like me yeah, honestly, that, that's kind of true because yeah. there's not a lot of. She's Italian. She's a mix of white. Oh, <laughs> she's white with white olive. <laughs> no, but I think that's a good point. Very rarely do you see a little Mexican boy be like a good person in a movie. Like you very rarely see male Mexicans yeah. be good characters and in I, film. And I think if there's any, like, director that's going to want to do that, it should be Robert Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez, right? Right. I just think it's such a weird choice. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. yeah, and I can't really justify it with, like, the talent of the actor either because I didn't think he was that great in this. He was adorable in the first one. He's adorable, yeah, in the, the first two. But in this one, he can't get by with adorable. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. not going to cut it anymore when you're 12 years old, man. In the, in the first one, when we were watching it, there were so many times where Junie is just like half asleep looking. <laughs> like his face is just so sleepy and you know they just woke him up. <laughs> but yeah. This little six-year-old boy has to be in this 90-minute movie. Okay, so I remembered another flaw. So they said that the game goes online at midnight, right? Mm-hmm. And so that they only have like 12 hours to like shut it down. And at the end of the movie, they only have five minutes left. 
But then when they go fight the robots, it, there's yeah, the sun it was is out. Daytime, man. Yeah. What the heck, Robert Rodriguez? Well, actually, twice. Isn't it because Junie lost like well, time? No, but time that, went by. Time like, went by, but he, he was, still had a timer. Yeah. So that's why he was only down to four, because time goes by. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> that's Fast. very weird. I thought I thought he just they he ran out of time, so it had went down to four minutes. No, but I guess that was the whole point of time flies that's when you're playing t- games. Yeah. That's how time works. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. That's, that's weird, too. Yeah. He must have been real busy with Once Upon a Time in Mexico. <laughs> Maybe he was in charge of the editing as much as... Maybe. I don't know. Oops. Robert Rodriguez, get your stuff together. Slacking over here. Slacking. This is why you didn't get a fresh score. That's three points right there on the tomato meter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's give our scores. Who wants to start off? I I guess I can start. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I kind of said everything I feel about it. It's flawed, but it's also a children's movie. So just if you walk into it expecting that, you're going to get some good stuff in there. Um, and I, th- I did think it was really fun. And I'm still really amazed that the soundtrack was so good. So I'm going to give it like, let's say like a 45 for 2D, but like a 60 for 3D. Oh wow, that's kind of low. Yeah, I thought you were gonna be like eighty. No, no, <laughs> this... you, you built it up that way. I was no. like, I feel so bad because I'm gonna give it a sixty-five, <laughs> and then you give it like a forty. <laughs> no, that was for two D though. Three D, three D is a big boost. Three um, D is important. Hmm. What was the score for the second one? Second 74. movie. Seventy-four. Yeah. Oh, dang. And I think. This isn't as good as the second one, so... No, it's not. <laughs> like, well, the second one deserves better, but we're not talking about that. I'd say a 70. A strong 70 for me. Yeah. 71. There. I'm gonna give it 65 for all of the female injustice in this film. Could have done better, Robert Rodriguez. Step up. Step up your game. Hang out with your friend Quentin Tarantino once in a while. We taught you better than this. <laughs> and then, because um, I thought it was really fun. Mm-hmm. I think kids would love it i don't know if there's a lot of subtext in this film though so that's why i like don't want to give it a higher score because like what is the deeper meaning in this whole thing everyone is your family it's very like (laughs) broad i mean i guess that kind of shows though that he was definitely not 100 percent into this movie when he was writing it yeah very true yeah 40 65 and 70 (laughs) i said 60 if it's in 3D. Yeah, that's my... It's Spike It's 3D. It is. Spike It's 3D. I'm just saying, watch it in 3D. Get the full experience. Otherwise, you're going to lose some points. Susan will let you borrow her DVD. Yeah, yeah. She just doesn't have the glasses. You need to buy those on, like, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being on the episode again, Susan. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so glad we came to <laughs> Illinois just to record this episode. <laughs> the only reason we came to visit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for... Pre- to our producer Jessica, all the fact checking, checking. Dang it, I can't talk. All the fact checking. Oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> Thank you for all the fact checking. Much appreciated. Yeah, if you want to follow Susan on Twitter, it's at Susan Strong underscore. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Adventure Time reference. I knew it sounded familiar. <laughs> also, you can get lots of wrestling tweets in there. What about you, Julio? 
thank you for being on the episode. <laughs> I said that to Jessica yesterday, too. I was like, what about you? But I meant to say, like, thank you for... And I was really tired. It was, like, it was like, like, 1 in the morning. And I was like, what about you, Jessica? So what do you mean? Are you saying, like, what about you? You want to thank you, too? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so she spent, like, five minutes thanking me. And I was like, oh, my God, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you for being on the episode again. Yeah. Um, we were going to do this yesterday, but you weren't here. Because mm-hmm. Susan was very adamant that you had to be here. That's yeah, fair. I'm glad we watched this movie. Like. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I was here. It was fun, and now I really want to watch the second one. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I really like. I would have never taken the initiative to rewatch this if it wasn't for this Th- podcast. Yeah. That one random comment I made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is worth saying that, like, as soon as you came up with this concept of this podcast i was like oh spike is 3d <laughs> i don't even remember why it's funny too because a lot of people have suggested this movie yeah like not even like people on like twitter or like email or anything like people we just talk to about the podcast mm-hmm. they'll be like oh you guys should do Spy Kids 3d because <laughs> everybody loved it it's a big hit yeah shout out to shane if you want to follow us on twitter you can tweet us or follow us at YST Podcast, or you can send us an email at notsorottenmedia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you thought, especially on Spy Kids 3D, close to Susan's heart and Julio's heart. Not mine, but, you know. <laughs> 65, I gave it a good score. That's higher than I gave uh, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And I've watched that movie so many times. All right. Thanks, guys. This is the end of my career. <laughs> 